All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Corporate Quitters Podcast. Today, we have with us Valerie Mackey. Valerie helps professionals that are looking to pivot in their career and in their life. Hey, Valerie, how are you today? Hey, Robert, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah, so I just said that you helped professionals pivot. Tell us, what does that really mean? Mm. Well, I am a SEO writer and blogger. So my blog, Oh Hello Work Life, helps mid-career professionals who are looking to make that career pivot or looking to start a side hustle or online business. Ah, now when you say mid-career professionals, are these mostly disgruntled people who are just tired of working (laughs) where they're working? Maybe they're at that point. Everyone gets to that mid-career level where they maybe start to question, like, do I want to keep going for further, right? To get to really, we're talking about director level, C level, keep moving forward, or do I want to change direction? Because a lot of the times how we get through our how we started our career could have been a choice based on maybe your culture, maybe your rate, how you were um, raised, maybe this you know, dream that you've always had. But then once you've already have been in that role for maybe like 10 to 15 years, you start to question like, okay, do I want to continue another 10 more years? Or do I want to start something else? Very similar to what I have already been through before. Ah, so now that's very interesting. So you're able to help people because you've actually experienced a pivot or two or three in your life. Yes, I'm on my third pivot right now. Um, And this time it is definitely not by any choice. I I would say I I accidentally went into this writing role, but, you know, things happen for a reason. Um, (laughs) So last year I was laid off due to the impacts of COVID-19. And that was my second layoff from the fashion industry. So a little bit background story about me. I was in uh, the fashion industry for over 18 years and had an amazing career as a fashion buyer. And this last layoff took me by complete surprise. I really wasn't prepared for it because I already had done the, the I had already had a layoff before from the fashion industry. And at that point, I was like, well, I'm, I'm done. I was at that mid-career level deciding at the crossroads. Do I want to move forward and continue to pursue uh, my career in the fashion industry? Or do I want to try something new? So I opened a business, a home staging business. So that's the person that you get hired to make your place look really nice. I thought that's, I can totally do that. I used to merchandise stores. What's the big difference in a home? Well, I didn't have any passion for it. I just thought it was like a very logical step. I'm just going to do it. But because I lacked passion for it, I wasn't prepared to learn something new by being a business owner. I actually ended up going back to the fashion industry because being a business owner is so tough. Like be prepared to wear different hats, to be a beginner, to be rejected, all those things I've never experienced before in the corporate life. Because when you are working for a very hot company, people come to you, they want your business. But when it's on the other side, it is so hard and challenging to sell yourself or to break into a new industry that you have no network in. 
But so wait, now, so when you say yeah. the staging business was your second pivot. Yes. So what was the first pivot? Oh, the first one was, the first one was when I graduated from um, Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, I actually uh, had a design degree, but I couldn't get any jobs at that time in to be a designer. So I landed the only job I could, which is in the manufacturing side, which is like, the least glamorous side of the industry um but it was the probably the best move um accidentally right another another sign um because i learned the fundamentals of how to cost how to negotiate how to plan so it really gave me um, a very good foundation of how to manufacture product and so the um, company at the time was moving the manufacturing side down to LA. And this is when I used to live in San Francisco. I wasn't ready to move to San Francisco. So because I was, you know, I did really a really good job at being a production manager, the buyer who I was um, work, like I, I created the product for in the company, he said, why don't you just come be my assistant buyer? And that was just a very successful career pivot because um, it, I stayed in that role for 15 plus years. And it was like a combination of things why I made it successful. I, I was passionate about it. I, it kind of, uh, buying has this interesting mix of manufacturing and also design mixed in together. So that was intriguing for me and kept me curious and kept me driving for excellence. And then I had a community of other buyers that were with me. So having a community of cohorts that are your guys were walking together towards the next promotion and next, we're just like learning from each other and training from each other. That also is a part of a very successful career pivot. Career pivot. So that was so, like an accidental pivot. Yes. Yeah. I have a lot of accidents in my life that turn out to be <laughs> good. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, Honestly, I, I don't necessarily believe that there is a such thing as coincidence or accident. Mm. I think that uh, there are a lot of things that are placed in our path for specific reasons. Yeah. But as you tell the story, it's just very interesting. You're working for this company. You're doing something that's not so sexy in a sexy industry. Um, and then all of a sudden, an opportunity opens up where you do something and you're there for 15 years. And, yeah. and you said earlier, you were working for some, some big names. What were some of the big name companies that you were working for? So my first company that I worked for was BB Stores Incorporated. And then I was recruited over to Forever 21 Stores. So both amazing companies, both been in the companies for close to eight to nine years each. So, I, it was, it's been an amazing career. I learned a lot, um, but by the time that I was laid off from Forever 21, um, I had already been very burnt out from the industry. 18 years with the grind of working, you know, really long hours, working on the weekends because you just go out there and shop and do competitive analysis. Like it was never ending, but I, I did, I did love it. I was very loyal to the companies. I made them a lot of money, but there was a certain point where I, I definitely burnt out. And so when I, I, um, I was laid off the first time I already had seen the wiring was on the wall financially. I could tell the company wasn't doing well, it was softening. So when I was laid off the first time, it was a very nice <laughs> package. Like, Oh, this is what it is to be laid off. Great. 
but why don't I take a chance on myself and start this business that like I was sharing with you, like it was just a very practical decision to, to open a home staging business. It wasn't because I was, I found meaning and purpose. It was just I needed to make a, a, a living, a livelihood. And I, I wanted to leverage whatever skills and, you know, experience that I had and what could it be if it's not in the industry? Yeah. Well, and see, not everyone understands what it means when you say, this is what it's like to be laid off because of the package. Talk about that, you know, it, it, in as much detail or as little detail as possible. But when you're in a certain position in an organization and you get laid yeah. off, there are usually a certain amount of things that happen that helps you as the employee being laid off. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I, at that, when I was laid off from that company, I was um, a mid-level manager and I was working there for close to not eight or nine years at that point. So I already had um, you know, they were very generous. They were like family. So they definitely took care of me for X amount of months. So I didn't have to worry. I had the time um, to think about what I wanted to do next. And I didn't have to rush into uh, another job. Yeah. So you you had somewhat of a cushion, a little bit of protection, mm -hmm. but then you also had the time to get that mental clarity that you needed as well while trying to figure out what you wanted to do next. So that was your first layoff. And yeah. now with the first one, you're thinking, oh, wow, yeah, I can be laid <laughs> off. This is okay. This is yeah. what a layoff is. You kind of land softly during that mm -hmm. first layoff. And so now is this when you open the home staging business? Yes. Yeah, okay. I did. And that lasted for about two and a half years. And, and I learned so much about myself. I feel like when you're a business owner, you either, you have two books in your hand all the time. It's all about business development and personal development. I feel like it's a constant because you're pushed to learn about yourself. Because especially if you are the person who's bringing in the, the um, clients and um, the revenue, it's all lands on you. So you are faced with a lot of challenges. You don't yeah. have a team behind you. Exactly. It's really up to you to, to make sure that it's successful or, mm -hmm. or not. So now, what happened to that business? So actually, at this, around the two and a half year mark, my husband um, wanted to open his own personal fitness gym. And so I felt like, A, I wasn't really liking the business. And also, he had supported me all of those years of working in corporate. Um, he stayed at home with the kids. So I felt like this is, this is perfect. Like this is my way to support him. And, and so I said, you know, what? I'm going to close my business and I'm going to go back to a corporate job. And I, I kind of said it in a sad way, but it, secretly inside, I was so excited. I was so excited to close the business and to go back into a corporate job that would allow me to just put my head down and just work. And I didn't even push for a role at the same level where I left two and a half years ago, I went for um, a lower level, um, just a, a buyer. And I don't mean just, but I just, you know, I, I didn't go for a director's level anymore. I just wanted to put my head down and just work and just be very content with being in a corporate job that wasn't challenging. Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about that now. So yeah. you, you say you were relieved because... Mm -hmm. 
working in corporate was less work than owning your own business? Um, mm, I think relieved that I didn't have to continue to challenge myself. I didn't have to um, make the business happen. I, it was okay for me to close it down. Was it a complete failure? I can probably just tell people, no, I did it for my husband. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but then, and then they would understand, right? Because it's very logical. I, oh, I, I want to close the business so I can go back to the corporate life so um, we can get health insurance, which is all so true, right? We all need health yes. insurance. Um, but it made the story even, even better. And, and I definitely believed that. But was I settling? Yeah, I was settling. I was settling in the fact that I wasn't really pushing myself or challenging myself. Um, I was rewarding myself for that, right? Going back to um, a, a comfort level. But when in fact, what I thought was a job security, that's what I wanted. That is just such a, a, a false positive because a year and seven months later, I was laid off due to the impacts of COVID-19. Oh, wow. All right. So let's go back to one thing you said. You said oh, okay. that you were settling. Yeah. How do you think you were settling? Settling. How do I think I was settling? Well, for one, I didn't pick a challenging role. I, I was a role that I could do very well without putting a lot of effort in. I really just wanted to clock in and clock out. So mm -hmm. I, I know that I, then my first time in my entire career, I wasn't challenging myself. Um, okay. I wasn't looking for a promotion. I just was looking for a safe and comfortable job. So in the midst of settling from a career standpoint, what happened in your personal life? Did anything happen differently in your personal life now that you were settling in your career? I think personally, I was sad inside. I knew that I'm, I'm a driven person. I'm a high performing person naturally. And to stifle that um, consciously or unconsciously, um, I probably was lacked a little spirit, a little energy, but then I was probably, I was too afraid to go back to being an entrepreneur. It, it was just such a challenging time in my life that I just didn't know if I could do it again. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, what, what was driving that, that apprehension to being an entrepreneur again? Um, I think... It def it was just I just all I remember was it was very lonely being a being a solopreneur. Yes, I miss being around people. I miss working collectively with um, towards a goal, and that's why the first career pivot was so successful. Was because I had cohorts, I had buyers that were with me, I had a community, ah. and that is a key ingredient when it comes to a career pivot. That if you are if you thrive off of like working on a team, even though right now what I do as a writer, it's a solo, it's a solo type of role, but I have met so many great people through LinkedIn and a community that that is what's making this career pivot thrive. But this one that was when I was um, a business owner, I kept in mind, like I'm a solopreneur. I kept to myself. 
I didn't know how to reach out to other people. Um, maybe it was because I didn't learn that too much being in the corporate world. People, you know, you have this um, systems of people and teams that are already built around you. There's no need for you to network when, if you need something, you just walk down the hall and it's done. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense because when you are an entrepreneur and especially in a business where it's you really a solopreneur and it's just you, it gets lonely. You can't just tap on someone's desk and say, hey, Bob, Steve, Jenny, let me ask you a question. So yeah. the success and or the failure is truly on you. OK, so so, yeah. So now you get back into the corporate environment and then mm -hmm. you're you're laid off again because of yeah. the impacts of the pandemic. Right. And so now at this point, you and your mm -hmm. husband both have uh, uh, businesses where you're entrepreneurs. Or, well, I guess your husband has a business where he's an entrepreneur and you've yeah. just been laid off, freshly laid off. What was yeah. the first thought that ran through your head? I just lost our health insurance and we're going into pandemic. Oh. This is the worst case scenario that yeah. it could ever mean for a parent. Um, that was, and I, and I, when I found out, cause all through zoom, right. And the way that it was handled, I, I was, I felt blindsided. I thought I was a part of the essential team in this company. Um, I was just working on a project that morning <laughs> with, the, with, with the executives. So it, it just really was very surprising to me. Um, and so I, I closed my laptop because they didn't really give me a reason. And they tend to, I think they tend to not say a lot because they don't want to get in trouble. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not an expert on how to do layoffs, but, you know, to have, to lack of compassion or empathy, that is um, something I think could be improved upon when it comes in a corporate setting, you're letting someone go and they're not prepared for it. Um, to have a little empathy and compassion, there probably should be a script, <laughs> a better script, but there wasn't one for me. Um, I just closed my laptop and, and I hid in my room for like 45 minutes. I couldn't face my children. Um, I was too afraid. Um, I was very shameful and I had a lot of guilt. Um, I didn't know what to do. Um, but once I finally did go and talk to them, they had so much optimism and faith in me because they had seen me work so hard in the fashion industry and they seen me work really hard as a solopreneur. They had the faith in me that I can make it work and, and get us through this. There was, there was, it was, they like never missed a beat. They were like, it's fine. You're going to figure this out. You always do. So they really helped provide me with some sort of like hope that I could even find in myself at the moment. So you had team Mecky, they had your back. <laughs> yes. I mean, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I, I understand that feeling of like, whoa, I just lost our health insurance. And then you start running through the worst case scenarios in your head. Mm -hmm. What if somebody gets sick? And then, like you said, this was the start of the pandemic. This was March or April, right? April. Wow. Because everything went and shut down the end of March. So the yeah. beginning of April. Yeah. And so now you're in this place where reality has mm -hmm. has kind of sank in. And what was the first thing you you did to recover? Um, mm. I guess from a business standpoint, from a working standpoint, financially. Sure. So 
well, financially, I was able to collect unemployment, which is helpful. Um, and then I went into straight like job search mode, um, which was probably my worst mistake that probably I missed up, right? Like I should have taken the time to um, let, let it all, take it in, give myself some grace, some space from the layoff, but I didn't, I went straight into like job search mode. And that didn't prepare me for a lot of the ghosting, a lot of the rejection emails. Yeah. I'm just like putting in my resume um, to the ATS system on random jobs, hoping someone will say yes. But really that just is like chipping away even more of the self-confidence that I already was low from being laid off. So I would highly, you know, suggest that if someone has late has been laid off or has lost their job, give themselves some grace and some space before you put yourself out there again, because that's just life. You're going to, you're going to run into a lot of rejections, a lot of no's before you get your yeses, but it's really maintaining your mental well-being during that process to keep moving forward, or you're just going to spiral down further and further. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that you say that because you, you kind of moved into where I was going next. So I'm glad you, you took it there. So, you know, I, I just asked, how did you try to recover financially? And you said you went into job search mode. My next question was going to be, how did you recover emotionally? And you said you gave yourself some grace and some space, but what did that look like for you? Yeah. So I had already been practicing meditation ever since I, I opened um, my business. Um, and then it goes in and out, right? I feel like I use it when I need it. And so I, I, I definitely needed it this time. So um, every morning I would meditate and I learned how to journal. And that's kind of what sparked me to start thinking about writing. Um, you know, I would just write whatever would come to my mind. Um, and it felt so good because I'm an overthinker. So whatever was happening in my head, if I could just put it down on paper, it kind of gave it a place to rest because you could see it in black and white and you could write something new in the next line. Um, so I definitely learned how to improve my journaling. I kept it to myself, but it was a part of the process of recovery for me. Yeah. So having a good support system from your family and then being able to do some, um, self-reflection and mm -hmm. taking some space kind of helped you to recover from that, that blow of, uh, being laid off. But now wait, let's talk about this layoff now, because this layoff was definitely different from the first one. And you said that on a Zoom call, they just kind of gave you all the bad news. Yeah. But on top of that, you didn't get the other perks and benefits that you got with the first layoff, did you? No, I didn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was just whatever was given through um, EDD. Um, and I guess it's in a way we all were sheltering in place. So it allowed us to financially stay afloat because we weren't doing anything. We all were stuck at home. So in, in some ways we weren't spending a lot of money, but a lot of money was not coming in. Yeah. Well, and then also though, so, so that whole time period was both a blessing and a curse because like you just yeah. said, you weren't going out and spending money. However, 
you were closed off from a lot of friends. Thankfully, you had your family, but emotionally, you were kind of closed off from your friends as well. So you couldn't just reach out to them or go just grab a hug from somebody, you know? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, see, I see you smiling. So you can relate to that. That's yeah. That's always tough. And so now you, you're, you're sending out these resumes, you're mm -hmm. getting the standard rejection letters, the standard emails uh, that say, Thank you for applying for this job. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. we've decided to go with candidates who are a better fit for this role. <laughs> yeah, the worst ones, the worst types are like you just put in your your application, right? And then you're yeah. like, and then like 20 minutes later, you get the rejection. There's like no way. There's like no way that someone could ever read that fast and then decide like that. So that's what I'm I'm saying is that you have to be prepared if you're going to go on a job search and you have just lost your job. Be prepared that you are mentally, uh, um, and you have the confidence to to shake it off and move forward. Um, but it's also I I encourage people to also have some sort of intention of your job search, right? Because just don't like put out all of your resume to every single place. A, it's lack of focus. You're, you're not going to land the job because when you go to interview, you won't remember why you even applied. You have to have be intentional with where you want to uh, apply towards. Um, I, I do truly believe where you focus, it will grow, right? So um, I did notice when I was like searching for a job, the reason why I was getting denied or rejected is because I didn't have any e-commerce background when i was in the industry I, I had all store background it was all brick and mortar it's so crazy to me that an 18 year career on a resume couldn't get me an entry-level position for e-commerce so once i started to realize like there was lacking in in my on paper for me so that's when i started to learn how to um learn how more about seo learn about digital marketing and try to figure out how, again, I'm going to like pivot out of the fashion industry again, because I just felt like it's not stable. Maybe I aged out. Maybe my, my background and skills was for a different period in time of the industry. And now they're moving forward to a lot of online. And I just didn't, I wasn't sure if I wanted to move forward with them. So I was thinking, why don't I just, you know, look into becoming a project manager. So Meanwhile, I'm like learning SEO, digital marketing. I'm thinking to myself, I need to show something to a future employer, some sort of like example, a case study that everything that I've learned um, that I can apply it towards launching a WordPress blog. And so I originally was going to start off with a WordPress blog based off of project management, which is like probably the very, very boring subject. No offense to any project managers out there, um, but who would really read that, right? So I then took a step back and say, okay, what can I write about? That's going to keep me motivated. And, um, and it was about, it really was because at the time um, of the pandemic, almost 3 million women had lost their jobs especially women of color. So they either lost their jobs because they were laid off, furloughed, or they had to stay at home due to obligations at home. So I was thinking, well, why don't I start a blog that can help women who are thinking about making a career pivot or how to start a side hustle if you're in this moment of pause right now. You can't go to work. You have to stay at home. So that's where when I launched Oh Hello Work Life, um, the blog. Um, and, and 
little by little, this side project, I started like kind of falling in love with it. Like I liked it, like it, it's creative. Um, and I got to choose whatever I wanted to write. So it, I really accidentally went from a side project to a patch, passion project. But you know, was it really accidentally? Because if, if you listen, when you go back and listen to this, you're going to hear, here's what I hear. I hear okay. the evolution of Valerie. Like everything that's happening, it's almost like in stages to where it's building you to who you are now. It doesn't sound accidental. It sounds like, you know, you had this one job and, you know, it led to another job, which led to you being in the fashion industry. And then you got laid off. And that was a really decent layoff experience as as layoffs could go. Right. And then you get this other job back in the fashion industry. And you even mentioned it. Perhaps I've aged out. Mm -hmm. And maybe you did. But for you to even think about that led you to upskilling. Right. You wanted to learn about e-commerce to put together a website to potentially go back into fashion. But while you were doing that, you realized, OK, now I have all of these skills. I've become a good writer. I know about search engine optimization and now I'm writing about the thing that I'm going through, which is pivoting. And then all of a sudden that kind of leads us up to where you are now. And yeah. all of these things have, have led you to where now you are helping other people who are going through a pivot. So you, you've kind of gone through a little bit of pain, some yeah. joy. And I think you really saw how, your family having your back could actually help you through a bad time too. And now here you are with the blog, mm -hmm. which has led to what now? So I thought being a blogger, you could be anonymous and that is not true oh, really? at all. In order for you to bring traffic to your blog, you have to market it. So the, the one way that, I felt comfortable by doing that was sharing it on LinkedIn. Now, mind you, at this point, LinkedIn for me was like a job board. I was already on it looking for jobs. Um, I would make a post here and there, not getting a lot of engagement. Um, but I did read this article that if you were to post something for 90 days straight, you'll see a difference in, in your engagement and your following. So at that point, I really felt like I didn't have anything to lose and I wanted people to start reading the blog. So I started to share my story, how I was laid off and making a career pivot. And that is what has changed for me in for LinkedIn. Um, and that's the community that I'm speaking of that has really backed me up during this career pivot. I've met some amazing people. I've met you on LinkedIn. Um, I, I think during the the period during the pandemic, LinkedIn has definitely transformed to to be. I call it a LinkedIn 2.0. Um, before, um, I feel like you had to be very polished. No one shared any failures. Everyone was positive and just wanted to be an expert and show show off. Um, but now, as everyone was collectively going through this moment of working from home and 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 having challenges, um, people were starting to share that on LinkedIn, and it became more a vulnerable place, a place of more of a support, a place more not of like a community, but more not of a platform, but more of a community. Yeah. Now, what was that first moment for you where it moved from 
being a community only to being a community and a revenue generating activity? Well, <laughs> I, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm, I'm getting close to that for my blog. Um, I have faith that it's, it's definitely has the traffic that's flowing through it soon. Um, but for me, when it turned for me, for, for me, just being a bystander and then putting myself out there, being that 1% of people that, that engage and comment, um, I did this one post um, where I was sharing how I was interviewing with this person and she, on the other side of the interview, the, the hiring manager just didn't even care to listen to what I was saying. I could hear her very busy in the background, like pouring water, not caring at all oh, what I was saying. And so that experience, like I, I was blown away by it. The lack of like empathy, the lack of professionalism. I, I was just like, is this what I'm walking into? And like, mm. like the, the job search and, and the, you know, our companies so needing people and if, if you are hiring then do you have the upper hand and you can treat people this way so wow. once I started sharing that um I shared that moment on LinkedIn on a post I want to say it it got like 35,000 views on it, it was crazy it was crazy it was crazy I think because it really struck a nerve with people it really struck a nerve like I've been there I know what it feels like you know and that's what people want to to feel like they've been heard and seen. And so mm -hmm. I think that one post just, it really resonated for a lot of people. And that's the support that I was like, hey, if I continue to share, maybe I can do this. And that's, I haven't really stopped since. <laughs> yeah. Now, that was one piece of exposure. You had to post mm -hmm. 35,000 views. Yeah. But haven't you also been on some popular shows or in some popular magazines because of your LinkedIn activity? <laughs> yes. Um, then, so recently um, I was interviewed by NPR um, on an article that they were doing about women having a change of heart going back to work. Um, and um, I was able to share the reasons why I'm pivoting from um, being a fashion buyer to now being an SEO writer and a blogger. Um, and I'm not alone in this. A lot of people have had the time to think about what they want to do next. You know, we, we all had time to just kind of sit in the uncertainty of the future. And if you have that moment of uncertainty, I'm pretty sure you're thinking, well, do I want to continue what I'm doing if I'm not happy with what I'm doing in my current job right now? And time is not guaranteed. Obviously, we lived through that. What do I want to do next? So there's a lot of reimagining that's happening right now with a lot of people. What do you know? And they understand and know like how it is to work remote. Like we've experienced so many new things and we survived hard things. So if you are willing to make a career pivot, then you, because you've already survived a year of uncertainty and building resilience, then a career pivot doesn't seem so hard anymore. Right. So right now for you personally, mm -hmm. what are your biggest reasons for not wanting to go back to the office? You've tried it a couple of times mm -hmm. and now you're on this pivot and I think you're all in. 
But why? Mm-hmm. What's your biggest why or your biggest set of whys? This time, I'm not going to make money for another company. This time, I'm making an impact on people's life. And and if I can monetize that and make a livelihood and a living, awesome. That's a bonus. But at the end of the day, I am doing something that I know my writing and and sharing information for people that can impact their lives in a positive way and direction, that is so fulfilling and rewarding to me. And I've never had that in my career. I've always been very loyal and and loved that I did something for a company. I never did anything just for me that I know could be help for for someone else. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Because you say, I've never done anything just for me, but realistically, you're doing stuff for other people. Mm-hmm. It's funny how that works, you know, when you start, <laughs> when, I think when you give selflessly, um, everything starts to fall into place, not necessarily the money initially, but it eventually yeah. comes as well, too, because you bring, and I say this a lot, you bring your whole self to the job. So right now yeah. the job is whatever it is that Valerie wants to do, you know, an mm-hmm. SEO writer helping people to have better content, helping people to pivot. Mm -hmm. So now NPR, but weren't you in another magazine or something else too? I think there was something else. (laughs) So after the NPR um, uh, segment, and then another uh, news organization contacted me and did the whole segment about how, about me and my blog. So it's been pretty amazing that people are, um, I think right now it is a very, very interesting and intriguing topic. A lot of people aren't going back to work. A lot of people um, don't want to go back into the the office. So I think my story resonates with people and is being highlighted for a reason to, to say that people are having a change of heart and that it, it is possible to make a successful career pivot. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I was reading an article uh, yesterday. Apple is saying that people are going to return to work. It's either in August or September. And the employees actually wrote a letter to Tim Cook, the CEO, uh, basically saying, we don't want to go back to work. So you see this friction between employees, employers who want employees to come back to work and employees who are saying, no, I don't want to go back. To a certain extent, that's probably going to cause some sort of a revolution where people just start to pivot and and find other jobs that are remote and or um, start companies where they are mm-hmm. now working remote for themselves. So, so tell me this, what what are some of the biggest tips that you would give to someone who is right now at that crossroads where they think they want to pivot? Hmm. I would say... Be honest with yourself, first of all, that um, that you will be a beginner again and you're okay with that. And that you just make sure wherever you're pivoting to, it's not because it, it's, a, it's a very pragmatic choice. Um, because I did that the second time and it was didn't turn out well for me I ended up going back to what I used to do and taking it at a lower level so it costs me financially right so if you are taking the chance 
and, and making a career pivot, make sure that you are doing it something where you fully are passionate about it. I know that passion gets a lot of bad rap, right? Like, oh, you like, I think people are like, well, you don't have to have passion for everything. I disagree with that. I think you do. I was passionate about the fashion industry for over 18 years. I had a very successful career in it, right? I'm passionate about like writing and blogging right now. I see a long-term career in this. If you don't have passion for what you do, how are you going to survive the upsets and the rejections, um, the, the twists and turns? How are you going to strive for excellent, excellence? So now here's what's interesting. So you're talking about passion. And for a lot of people that are on the podcast, I, I, I open this debate sometimes about passion and purpose. Yeah. Uh -huh. You said you were passionate about the fashion industry. And you mm -hmm. say that you have passion now, but mm -hmm. I would argue that you found your purpose because you, you want to help people. And I think that your purpose is in line with what you're passionate about right now, which is writing. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you think about that? Purpose over I passion, passion over purpose. Equals a long, happy, more fulfilled career, to be honest with you. <laughs> Right. I, yeah, I, I think I think when you when you put the purpose first uh, mm -hmm. and, and you find something that you are passionate about and then the money does come because at some point now you haven't you gotten like your first set of clients because of all the LinkedIn activity? Yes. So uh, once I started putting myself out there and, and having people come along with me on my career pivot journey, I didn't you know, I also shared that I'm looking for ghostwriting gigs. And that's when I started getting freelance opportunities. And I have more, you know, I can't share everything right now, but I have some things happening in the background that I'm so excited for. And it's because I put myself out there and started to share. I know that sharing for some people is difficult on LinkedIn, but you don't always have to put it in a video or in a post, but you should stay engaged with the community that you want to put yourself into, right? So if you're pivoting into somewhere that you're not familiar with, it's a brand new industry, start following like the thought leadership, start following the influencers that are in that space, comment and like on their posts. I mean, that's where you can start. You don't to have to always put it in a, in a long written note or in a post or a video. Start off with just commenting. I mean, I love it when people comment back because there's so much scrolling, right? When someone takes the time to comment, that means a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think too, I tend to learn a lot when people comment. Mm. I, I learn a lot about life. I learn a lot about them. I learn them. a lot about myself. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, it's funny because, so as, as a trainer, I've actually incorporated some things that people have commented on in some of my training because, you know, you just, you learn. Um, mm -hmm. so now I don't know if, if this is a secret, so you'll have to tell me if it is, but aren't you now <laughs> doing something for people who want to pivot? Yeah. Yeah. This one is not a secret, but it is in beta stage. So, um, I would get direct messages all the time. Um, almost daily. How did you do it? Can you share with me? How did you pivot? And, and I try to help people one-on-one, -on -one, but that's not, that's not scalable at all. Right. right. Like, and um, although I want to try, I have to be realistic with my own time, making sure that I'm taking care of what I need to do. So one day I didn't even think that I was going to come up with a, a online guided course, 
But there was something in me that wanted to share how I was able to successfully pivot. Why would I hold this in if I'm getting all these questions from people? So one day I just sat down and I retraced all my steps, all the exercises, all the journal entries. What did I do to go from feeling lost to having no confidence in myself to now fully embracing a brighter future and feeling very confident in my decision now being a writer. So I'm in, I've created this guided online course. It's a 14 day course that walks you through um, how to journal and meditate, how to take a strength finder, like personality test, because that is a part of the process. You've got to find mm -hmm. out what your strengths are. And then working with a career clarity coach, how to get some focus, that intention of what you're going to do next, and then putting some actionable steps around it. So um, this course is called, <laughs> I don't know why I'm blanking out. I shouldn't be, but it's still in beta, um, getting unstuck for a career pivot. And um, right now I'm testing it out with um, a few founding members because I want to make sure that it's transformative. Like I, it was for me, I'm mm -hmm. confident that, and I'm confident in the people that are in the course right now, but I just want to make sure that it, it has that validation and then putting it out and releasing it in August. Yeah, so just think about the evolution that you've gone through, right? Okay. And, and it's like I said earlier, when you go back and watch this, you're going to say to yourself, oh, wow, everything has led you up to this. But I want to go back to something else that you said. You said you would love to help people one-on-one, -on -one, but that's not scalable. So here's what I want to say to anyone listening to that. What that means is you need help from someone who's pivoted. The help can come from Valerie, but Valerie deserves to get paid for that knowledge. She can't answer everybody's call one-on-one -on -one because she's busy. So that means that this is a group thing. It's online and it's not free, but it can give you some freedom. And I think it's important to stress that because people will want to call you up and say, hey, can I pick your brain? And yeah. that's okay some. Um, right. You know, we're talking about people building businesses that are designed to put good out into the world and help others. Yeah. So you definitely deserve compensation for that. You know, and, and I think we, yeah. we missed that part. Um, it's okay to be compensated for your purpose. And everyone has value, yeah. right? And if they're giving you value, the best way that you can show them that you support them is to to pay for it, really. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. A to make it absolutely. sustainable so that they can continue to offer help to more and more people. Right. 100%. So now, where can we find you? Uh, you mentioned your website earlier. Is there a separate web space for the uh, online training? Um, no, the online course right now. Well, the best thing to do is to sign up for um, Oh Hello Work Life. Uh, com. That's my blog and subscribe for the newsletter because I will continuously update where I'm at with the course and you get articles on how to career pivot up to date articles. I mean, this week I'm working on an article on how to, what's the best, uh, personality test when you're making a career pivot. Oh, so I'm constantly thinking of what information I can 
provide to anyone who maybe they can't afford a course right now, no problem. Sign up for my blog and you will get the information you need. Oh, wow. Now that's, that's actually a good one. Uh, the personality courses, because mm -hmm. as you said earlier, one of the biggest things you have to do is know yourself mm -hmm. and what better way to know yourself than to take a standard personality course so you can figure out what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. Okay. So now what's that website address again? Oh, hello. Work life. Now you're also on Instagram too. <laughs> I am same handle. Oh, hello. Work life. And I'm on LinkedIn. I'm I'm like, it, I treat LinkedIn like my Instagram, but I'm starting to, you know, migrate over a little bit more of my time on Instagram. Really? Oh, I'm going to miss you on LinkedIn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't do Instagram a whole lot. Uh, so I, I'm starting to get into it more because people are forcing me onto Instagram, but that that's okay. I, I'll make the transition. <clears throat> yeah. I, I'll make the pivot. <laughs> okay <laughs> right <laughs> small pun intended <laughs> you know we did so well for 48 minutes and now i'm just losing it but no but no seriously okay <laughs> now here, here's how i want to here's how i want to end this in closing this has been a whole lot of fun because we've talked about career pivoting and what it really means Personally, I can say I know a lot of people who've gone through something similar. I've actually gone through something similar. So I think what you're doing is is uh, going to help a lot of people. I think it's transformational. I think that um, you'll see how many lives you end up touching. Uh, and, and I think you'll even amaze yourself mm -hmm. at the number of people that you're going to touch. So with that said, I want to leave you with the last word. What is something that you want people to walk away with uh, from, from seeing you here on the Corporate Quitters? Never settle. Never settle on yourself. Never give up on yourself. Always believe that there is another way. It's not about the fall down. It's about the get up. Oh, wow. And that's the perfect way to end it. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Quitters Podcast. If you like us, tell everybody you know. Better yet, head on over to the iTunes store and leave us a five-star review. It only takes a few seconds. I can do it with my eyes closed and both hands tied behind my back. So what are you waiting for? If you want to talk to us, leave us a voice message. You might be featured on the show. Check the link in the show notes. Want to carry us wherever you go? Check out the merch on our work website get your I quit, old quit, or just plain quit stuff there. If you really, really like us, you can become a monthly contributor for less than a cup of coffee. Link is in the show notes. And last but not least, quit those limiting beliefs that are holding you back. And we're out.